Before we jump into today's episode, I have some exciting news to share with you. One of the questions I get asked all the time is, do you have any tips to help our team while we're conducting our equity audits? Well, now I do. Get my brand new ebook, Three Essential Questions Every Equity Team Must Ask to Conduct Equity Audits That Make Real Change. It's your team's blueprint for action. Plus, the book comes with a cheat sheet guide at the end that can help your team use it to support your work. As I've been sharing it with folks, they've asked, well, is it $14.99 or is it $9.99? And you know what? I'm making it absolutely free. (laughs) That's right. I just want to get this information into the hands of the people who need it for absolutely free. To get your free copy, all you need to do is to go to equityaudits.com forward slash ebook. That's equityaudits with an S dot com forward slash ebook. Enter your name and your best email address and I'll send it to you right away. So grab your free copy now. All right. On to today's episode. Are you ready to set the stage for an unforgettable school year? What if I told you that there were some simple yet profound things that you can do to transform your approach to education and to make this one of your most impactful years yet? Well, if you're interested, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Dr. Terrence L. Green. I'm a tenure professor, and I've helped to prepare hundreds of racially just and anti-racist school leaders, and I want to help you. That's why I created this podcast to provide you and your team with real-world insights and practices that work so that you can collectively build racially just schools. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about four things that every racial justice educator should do before they start a new school year. Now, these are going to be very simple, but I think powerful, practical things that you can do before you start a new school year. Before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by www.raciallyjustschools.com. And when you join our community today, I will send you a free video on how to make your racial justice work better. I'm excited about you joining the community and I look forward to meeting you. And if you're ready to get into today's episode, we will in one second. But first, I have a special announcer that's going to get us started. Welcome to the Racially Just Schools podcast with your host, Dr. Terrence Elgrade. He's my daddy and he's the best ever. Let's go. Welcome to the Racially Just Schools podcast. My name is Terrence L. Green, and I am your host. And thank you for being here on today's episode. I'm excited. I'm hyped in the mug. I'm happy that you are here. Now, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about four things that every racial justice educator, I would just say every educator, uh, should do before you start a new academic or a new school year. If you're listening to the listening to this uh, as a new school year is on the horizon well you are right on time because i'm gonna be sharing some simple yet i believe practical things that every educator should do as they're approaching a new school year and if you're listening to this and it's not the beginning of the school year well you can just implement it right here right now Um, and so i'm excited about this so let's hop right in 
Okay, the first thing you can do is to, here's the first practical step you can do before you start a new academic year. It is to reflect on the past school year. The first thing is to reflect on the past school year. And the reason why we want to reflect is because this idea, and I've I've shared it on this uh, podcast before, is that reflection turns experience into insight. I'll say that again. Reflection turns experience into insight. So the experiences that you've had previously, if you will critically reflect on them, those reflections can literally become insight or even foresight for the school year that you are approaching and embarking on. And so as you reflect on your past school year, there are a couple of things, a couple of questions you want to ask. I would say either have conversation with folks uh, or journal uh, personally, do both, do an assortment. But these are some of the questions that uh, you should be asking. The, the, the first one is like, what were the summit moments, right? So if you think of a mountain, like what were those summit moments? What were those memorable? What were those high moments, experiences, um, um, opportunities? Like what, what, what were the things that you felt like you were at the summit? You felt like they were extremely memorable. They were powerful. They were beautiful. They were full of possibility. They were um, these amazing moments that you had during the last school year. You want to write those moments down. As many of them as there are, um, they could have been uh, interactions with, uh, with 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 students. It could have been interactions with families, with with coworkers. It could have been a breakthrough with someone you've been coaching and you've seen them um, start to flourish. It could have been uh, you used to be in some patterns, but you kind of shifted out of those patterns. It could be that uh, you had experiences with your class and your class were able to reach some 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 goal that you all have set, whatever it may be, like what are the summit moments? What are the summit experiences? What are those memorable experiences you have from last year? So that's the first question. The second part with this, as you reflect on your past school years, like what were the valley moments, right? What were those times where it just seemed like it was extremely difficult? It felt like you weren't getting any traction. It felt like, um, you know, these valleys, like it felt like the whole year was the valley. Okay. So what about the year made it feel like the valley? Right. And so you want to be asking first, like, what were those uh, memorable and summit moments and experiences? And then what were those valley moments and experiences? And for here, you just want to be jotting them down. And as you jot them down, you want to be looking for patterns. You want to be looking for trends. Like, so once you start, you know, writing these down, like think about where did they happen? With whom did they happen? Uh, what time, what part or time of the year did they happen, right? So you want to be trying to think about the context in which these uh, summit moments happen, but also the valley moments, right? And then the next question you want to ask is like, what old habits did I reproduce or maintain um, that upheld racial injustice at my school or the district where I work, right? So that's the other question you want to ask, right? So so those are like the three big questions you want to ask. You know, one of the things one of, a mentor told me one time, she said, we have to become social scientists of self. And it is important to first just to reflect on that past academic year because the data that we get from there is going to be useful as we think about what we're going to do in this upcoming year. And as you do this, have grace on yourself. You know what I'm saying? I always love to talk about this tension of truth and grace as we engage in this work collectively. But this is something we have to demonstrate to ourselves, right? You th- That past year is over. There may be some things that have lingered, but I want you to approach this with um, a deep sense of love and radical love for yourself 
yourself and grace for yourself and creating that space to where you can really start to look at some of those patterns. And the powerful thing with this that I've experienced is when you look at this over the course of multiple years. But right now, we don't need multiple years. We just need that last academic year to happen. And this is going to be enough fodder for us to think about um, what we are going to be doing in that next year. thing you want to do is you want to set new trajectories okay you want to be thinking about what are the the new trajectories that you want to set the new pursuits where are you aiming and pursuing and, and going towards and going after and so this is going to be super important um to Think about the new trajectories based on some of those valleys, some of those peaks and some of those old habits um, that you may have reinforced. So that is going to be extremely important for you to do. And one of the ways that you can do that, one of the ways that you can set new trajectories and or set new, uh, some people might refer to them as goals or new pursuits is I want, I want to share something with you that I learned from Dr. Kerry Ann Rockmore about doing that. And, you know, oftentimes when people set new trajectories or new goals or new pursuits, uh, they'll often use frameworks like uh, smart or smarter goals. And I, I think that is useful. And I've used those at times. But this I, I, I like this approach uh, that I learned from Dr. Rockmore. So you think about your pursuits, right? So you, you've gotten everything from the data, looked at the patterns, and now you're thinking about what are the pursuits for this upcoming academic year? And there are three primary ways you can structure it. And as you think of this, you're thinking of it um, almost like a, a a dinner or a meal, right? <laughs> Something that is delicious. Um, so the first option that you can set up is you can have a deep dish, right? So you can have just this one main entree that you're going to go deep in is the deep dish trajectory. So this is the one thing that I'm going to work on and pursue and aim towards this year. This is my one goal. And my one goal is to do A, B, and C. And I want you to be thinking about your goals as practices, right? As things that you actually do. Um, Yes, thinking and, you know, things of that nature are super important and augmenting it with a particular type of practice. So your pursuits and your trajectories and your goals for this upcoming um, academic year, one of the ways to approach it is to have a deep dish one entree practice that you want to develop, right? You want to um, develop uh, the practice of being able to respond to people in the moment when they say something deficit that can lovingly push their thinking. Um, You want to be able to develop the practice of being able to work with youth in very humanizing ways in how you plan your lessons or how you do your assessment. You want to develop the practice of collaborating more deeply and more vulnerably with the folks on your team. You want to develop the practice, right? So whatever the practice is, but this is the deep dish is just having the one entree pursuit and goal that you're pursuing and that's it, right? The second way or to think about this is to think about uh, the entree with sides. So you choose kind of like this one larger uh, pursuit trajectory or goal, and then you have these three or two smaller little dishes on the side, right? <laughs> so you've got your main entree, but you've got the smaller dishes on the side. So that's the other option. You could be like, well, the main practice that I want to make sure that I develop this year is I want to develop the practice of anti-racist leadership when it comes to 
um, how I engage with my school board. Right. And then you get super practical on like, what does that look like? So you might have the little smaller dishes. The smaller dishes might be um, and how we communicate with the larger community about what's happening in the school. And that's one practice. The other one is to make sure, you know what I mean? So you've got this this main entree, but you got small little sides. And then the third way you can think about organizing this is as a sampler platter, right? You got your little sampler. You got a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and a little bit of this. So you're thinking about maybe I want to do three or four or five uh, small practices that I want to develop out the course of the year. And you may think like, I want to develop or practice something new each month. I want to have my month focused and set on this month. This is the one thing that I'm doing. So I want you to think about what are the practices, right? What are the trajectories? What are the goals in terms of practice, things that you want to actually do, things that you want to actually you get better at there are three ways that you can think about structure you can either have the deep dish the one goal the one practice that you want to by the end of this year uh, have a lot of reps in and have have some improvement and some progress on or you can do the entree with multiple sides or you can just do a sampler like these smaller little uh, micro practices that you want to get better at and so the second thing is to you know set these trajectories and these goals and these pursuits that you want to get deeper you want to develop more robustly um, throughout the course of this upcoming academic school year and being intentional about that the third thing you want to do now is you want to take the trajectories the goals the pursuits that you have identified for the upcoming year and i want you to write them down on a sticky note right this is going to be important because this third step is that i want you to get what i call a justice jar right so i want you to be thinking about the practices that you want to um you know make improvement in. And and again, these practices that you want to get better in, they're anchored in like justice, racial justice, equity, racial equity, uh, anti-racism, liberation, right? These are not just, um, you know, racially neutral practices. These are practices that are focused on making the world more racially just your school, your district, your classroom, your engagement and partnerships and collaboration with families, with communities who are black, Latinx. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I didn't say that explicitly in the last time. I guess I was thinking that that would be like the baseline default, but I don't want to make assumptions. So I want to be explicit and clear that the practices that you want to get better in this year are practices that that move towards justice, right? Racial justice and equity and racial equity. But this third thing is like once you get clear on what those are, whether it's the the deep dish or the entree with size or the sampler, then you want to write those on a sticky note. And then this is where you want to get a justice jar. I call it a justice jar. So in the justice jar, you take your sticky. So say, for an example, you do the entree with this with the samp with the uh, sides. You you know, you have this one main practice you want to get good at and make some progress on. You got two or three smaller ones. Well, you write all four of those on sticky notes separate. Put them in the justice jar. And then what you do with the justice jar, you keep the justice jar at a place that is visible. And then you set the parameters, right? Depending on how many of these you have, you know, you want to pull one of those sticky notes out of the jar, you know, every month or it might be every three months or it might be every two months, depending on how many you have. It may be um, every two weeks, right? And then you just rotate through the other ones. But what you're going to do is you're going to pull one of them out of the justice jar and you're going to put it in a place that is super visible so that you can see it on a daily basis. Uh, You know, at times I will 
put put them on uh, my mirror in my bathroom. Sometimes I would put them on my desk in my office. Um, at times I would put them on the door of my office, like places that I knew I would go frequently and I could see it um, every day, ideally. Right. And so then now you are setting your intention, you're setting your focus. And as you are coming, you, you I used to put them on my computer, too. In, in my class, you can put them on your computer. So as you're coming in, you're setting your focus. And, and today, as you come in, you take 90 seconds, you focus in today. This is the practice I'm going to be intentional about engaging in as I work towards racial justice and equity. Right. So you do that and then you time to rotate. So whether you're on a, you know, a two month rotation cycle, a three month, a two week, then you take that one, put it back in the jar and get the other one out if you're recycling them. If you only have like four of them and you want to stretch it out, you know, you want to do you know, like one a quarter. Or, you know, however you divide it up. Well, after you finish that one, you take it, you put it someplace else, and then you got three left, right? And so you take, put the next one out. That's your focus every day. I'm coming in, I'm locking in, I'm making sure I'm spending 90 seconds, 60 seconds, just centering myself, ready to engage in this practice. And so the goal is by the end of the academic year, your justice jar will be empty. It will be empty because you have intentionally taken out those trajectories, those goals, those uh, pursuits that you want to get better in, in the actual practice in the work that you're doing for racial justice and equity. And you have centered every single day. Um, you have set your attention and your focus every single day to make improvements in that particular practice so you do the justice jar and the justice jar could be a jar it could be a cup it could be a tin can it could be you know whatever you want it to be it could be an old crayon box it could be whatever your imagination can go that's what that justice jar can be you just need a place to put those sticky notes and to take them out and so by the end of the year there's nothing in there um, because you've practiced justice Injustice wasn't just sitting in a jar or someplace. And once you get your justice jars, please take a picture, uh, tag me on on Twitter or, or send me an email at Terrence at RacellyJustSchools.com. I would love to see your justice jars. So that is the third uh, thing is to get the justice jar, put your uh, your practices in there and take them out frequently. And every single day you're thinking about one of those practices, you're focusing on it for 60 or 90 seconds. Sometimes you have to come back in the middle of the day during lunch or at the end of the day to recalibrate yourself before you go to sleep, wherever How, you just want to make sure that you are intentional about improving and focusing on that at least that one practice every single day so every single day you are working you are practicing you are getting better in your racial justice work you are literally practicing it into the world and into existence so that is the third finally the fourth thing you want to do um, is to set robust in healthy boundaries, right? So you need to set these robust, these healthy uh, boundaries. And this is important because you've got to take care of yourself. We've got to take care of one another mentally, emotionally, socially, spiritually, physically. We got to, we've got to take care. We, we need to be here. We need to be healthy. We need to be vibrant. We need to be uh, profoundly well so that we can do this work and so you have to set these robust and healthy boundaries and so i want you to think about setting boundaries on the times that you are going to work one of the things about education and this work like it 
can just never have any ends and any bounds. And if you don't have a no or a boundary, it'll just keep going on and on and on, my friend. It's like that uh, little cartoon used to come on back in the day. Lamb Chops is the song that doesn't end. It just goes on and on, my friend. And this, that's what this work is like. It just goes on and on and on. And so this one, one question I want you to be asking here, what boundaries are you going to set on your work, right? And sometimes when we don't have boundaries, it's difficult because we stop the work physically, but then mentally our minds will be going. And so you have to practice yourself into stopping that. And over time, your mind can start to catch up to what you physically have been committing to and conditioned to doing. The, the next thing is I want you to think about boundaries to designate time for digital detox, right? Like, so when are you going to have your, if you have a, you know, depending on the type of phone you have, if you have a cell phone, you, you can put a do not disturb on there. But like, what? What are the what are the boundaries of your you're going to put technology away if that's something that you are using a lot where you just I'm not going to be on technology all day. I'm not going to be, you know, IG or Twitter or Internet or whatever it may be. I'm practicing digital detoxes frequently. Right. And but this is part of the boundaries that we are setting up as 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 racially just educators and leaders and, and families and in and, and, and whatever capacity of work that you're in and you're doing. This is part of that boundary with that. The next thing is the other boundary is practicing saying no and not now. It is so easy to get overwhelmed and so easy to get pulled into okay things and decent things and you're just doing every single thing. And there, you know, could be like this guilt because you're like, ah, somebody's got to do it. And if I don't do it, who's going to do it? But listen, if you ain't here, you ain't going to be doing Nathan. <laughs> you ain't going to be doing Jack, Dooley, Squat. You ain't going to be doing nothing. Right. And so you have to have boundaries to say not now. Uh, or or no, right? And so that's one of the boundaries. And so now be thinking about what are the things you're going to say no to? What are the things you're going to say not now to? Um, and be firm in those uh, boundaries robustly. And so I'll stop right there. I got like four or five other things, but I think that's enough to start to think about boundaries. And I want you to think about what are some other places and areas where you can set some robust and some healthy boundaries around what you are doing and how you show up. So the one way here is the, the boundaries around work and the time that you work. The other boundary is around technology and engaging in these frequent digital detoxes. And the third one is the boundary of no <laughs> having limits. Right. This ain't <laughs> when I was growing up, uh, Master P, the no limit soldiers. I thought I told you no limit. This ain't no limit. I love P and them, but this ain't no, no, no limit. You have limits and you have boundaries um, that you will enact and that you will practice um, as you continue to do this work for this. Episode. Well, I hope you got something out of that. As you engage in this upcoming school year, just want to remind you the four things you can do. Number one is reflect on the past academic year. Number two is to set new trajectories, new pursuits, new goals. Number three is to get you a justice jar and practice out the justice jar. Practice out everything that's in the justice jar. And then number four is to set these healthy and these robust boundaries. I hope you got something out of that. In the words of old Marty Ma, see you when I see you. Peace. Well, that is it, folks. Thank you so much for joining. I hope you enjoyed it. And I am so excited and really looking forward to our time together during future podcasts. What I need you to do is to please hit the subscribe button, share with a friend, and please leave a review. We love reviews. 
And if you want to hear more from me, you can head on over to www.raciallyjustschools.com. That is www.raciallyjustschools.com. When you join our community, I have a free video for you on three tips that will make your racial justice work better. And again, if you love the show, hit subscribe, rate it, and leave a review on iTunes. And until next time, peace.